superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Matt Ryan, what do you think he's thinking about right now? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But the major thing is the Indianapolis Colts now have a new starting quarterback. I unfortunately think it's, it's unfair to Matt because, A, I don't think he was playing so bad that it was benchable. Today's guests... Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett, ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan, Pro Football Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins, New York Times best-selling author Jeff Perlman, and now it's Rich Eisen. Can confirm. Sources say, show me, show me. Show. There I am. <laughs> I've always wanted to start a show that way. Hey. There I is. This is think, the Rich Eisen Show. Who do you think you are? I did it the other day. Paige was repeating it. It was the funniest thing ever. I who still think, think you, you should introduce yourself like Killer used to. Ready to roll on the Rich Eisen oh, Show. Oh, yeah. A little Dorf starting today. I had to drop it. A little Stephen Dorf. We need to play Dorf more season. of them. I know. I know. I All right. Welcome to the program. Hey. That's one way to start it uh, here on this busy Thursday. What's up? Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How are you? Great. Uh, wow, you <laughs> think about that. No, I'm great, Rich. The Lakers are 0-4. That means I'm up so much money to start the season because I'm betting against them every Lakers single game. And uh, it's four. awesome. I'm, I'm excited. 0-4. DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. You, you're co- undefeated. I'm you're caffeinated, caffeinated and undefeated. Uh, yes. Caffeinated and undefeated. I'm really caffeinated. Like the candle, TJ Jefferson. Like the candle. You're here in Los Angeles, California, where, where Kawhi Leonard's rehabbing his knee already. I mean, look, I mean, man, you, you know, you know. We're not laughing at Kawhi, we're laughing at TJ. <laughs> What's your, who cares, like I tried to say, I'd rather have a healthy Kawhi in May and June than a healthy Kawhi in October yeah, that makes November. Sense. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, sure, you know, why not? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I felt real old last night. I went to a movie at 6 o'clock, and I, I never felt oh, older in my you, entire did life. Did you have dinner wow. beforehand? Yeah. <laughs> did you go get a nice like, dinner beforehand, what TJ? What happened? TJ Jefferson used to dance on tables at the hottest clubs in L.A., and now I'm going to a movie, movie at 6. What movie did you see at 6? This movie, Barbarian, man. It's about this girl who rents an Airbnb in Detroit, and then she gets there, and there's someone already there. And let me tell you something: it was the most frustrating movie I've seen in a long did you time. Cut, did you cut a kid off at the popcorn line? Going <laughs> to see some sort of Pixar movie, whatever's out right now? I did not, but there you was proud one. Yourself? There you're was proud. You say you're proud. There was one bag of, of uh, Sour Patch Kids left, and I kind of hip checked this kid who was rich. Oh, 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 so. right. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> We're back. Um, I'm old. Is what I'm saying, guys. We, I'm old. We've got ourselves a, 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 a very nice guest list uh, coming up on this program in, in 17 minutes' time is one of the most thoughtful 
players in the NFL who we and and if you've not heard him interviewed on this program, he's always just a deep thinker and is a straight shooter and a good dude. And he is Tyler Lockett of your NFC West leading Seattle Seahawks. And he's coming on this program. I can't wait to hear his thoughts on this surprising start. And it is that. We're in week eight of the NFL (laughs) season in 2022. And the biggest, I would say, let me just go in the head before I, I, I finish my thought here. I know the Vikings are 5-1, and one, but there were a bunch of people that thought that Minnesota yeah. could win that division this year, that sure. uh, no Devontae Adams and the, that the Packers would be struggling as they are entering Week 8. The playmaker was high on. Seattle, I, 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 no, nobody had Seattle being above 500, let alone leading a division through, through seven weeks going into Week 8. So we're, we're going to talk to Tyler Lockett, who's taking on another surprise team through the first seven weeks. Because they've only lost once, and uh, that usually was uh, in recent years the home opener or the week one opener for the New York Giants. They're six and one. Great game on the week eight docket that begins tonight. We'll hit that with Tyler Lockett. The only game between winning teams in week eight, I believe so. Is that right? Well, well, we'll check that out. We'll check your math on that, but it's entirely possible. Yeah, I mean, the Jets are the winning team, not New England. Okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm correct. That's the only team on that? the docket between the, winning so teams. So, Tyler Lockett yeah. will join us on this program. And uh, Brian Dawkins will join us on this program as the <laughs> undefeated Eagles come back from their bye. And they've got a new player in Robert Quinn from yeah, the man. Chicago Bears. We'll hit on that subject matter with Brian Dawkins. I'll give you my two cents on the trade as well. The World Series begins tomorrow night, don't you know? Let's go Mets. No, they're not oh. in it. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Wow. The team in the division's in it, though. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. And, it was, and it's not the defending World Series champion of Braves who aren't defending much but their couch today. Ring the bell. Philadelphia Phillies are in Houston to take on the Houston Astros. And uh, the subject matter I'm talking about with Jeff Passan will obviously be the World Series, but of... The, the piece he, he put out there in the ether on the internet tubes yesterday when he followed around Aaron Judge for a portion of his home run chase. That's and Aaron Judge and the Yankees, by the way, I just made, made sure to make sure, uh, check on it. They're not in the World Series. They didn't, the, the, their last win in the playoffs was the one that eliminated the Cleveland Guardians and got them to the ALCS, which they were swept out of by Dusty Baker's Houston Astros, who are um, terrific, have not yet lost a playoff game going into the World Series Crazy. in 2022. So lots to talk about with Jeff Passan. And then in the third hour, this, this book right here is awesome. I'm reading it right now. The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. Jeff Perlman's in studio. And uh, Jeff Perlman's last book, or was it his most recent book? I think it was. His most recent book got turned into uh, a series um, – uh, with uh, HBO called Winning Time. And uh, oh, he had another book on yeah, the Lakers. Course. Pardon me. That's that, that might be turned into something else as well. But we'll talk Winning Time with Jeff Perlman. We'll talk about Bo Jackson with Jeff Perlman. He wrote the book on Barry Bonds. So we'll talk Judge and Bonds with Jeff Perlman. Hour number three is going to be dynamite. I wouldn't miss it. So we're right here on the Roku Channel 210. This Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Affiliate Sirius XM Odyssey, our podcast. There's no way to avoid us, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tonight, by the end of tonight, Tom Brady may be something he's never been in the NFL. And I would proffer to say not as a collegiate player either. And that is two games under 500.
That's never happened. The only time Brady has awakened in the morning of an NFL week that he knew he was going to be the starting quarterback of a team that was two games under 500 was the New England Patriots in the year that Mo Lewis blew up Drew Bledsoe's innards, put Brady on the field, and began the remarkable run that takes us all the way to Week 8, 2022, tonight on Prime Video, Bucks hosting the Ravens. They were 2-4, and four, but as we all know, Brady trotted in from the sideline in Week 2 against the Jets, and um, so the 2-4 and four record was not all on his docket. He's never, ever, ever been a starting quarterback two games under 500 on a season. That's never happened, and that can happen tonight. And I got to tell you, it sure looks like he's going to be by the end of the night. How is that possible? Oh, really? You think? How is that possible to never be that? Wow. I mean, 20 years. It is remarkable. It's incredible. That's never happened. That's why he's the best ever. But the reason why I say it looks like that's going to be the case tonight is they were on a short week. They just lost to a team on an interim head coach. They just lost to a team whose locker room had to feel the effects of Christian McCaffrey being traded away and watching him show up in Santa Clara, beaming ear to ear, saying it's great to be here. I'm gone from a spot with an interim head coach and no discernible long-term future at quarterback with all due respect to all three of them that are there in Carolina. They just lost to a team that had hardly a full half a building. I want to be kind of optimistic. That building wasn't even half full. Let me push back for a second. And they were, hold on. They just lost to that team by 18. Yes. But if Mike Evans catches that pass, do you think the Bucs win the game? Um, if, if Mac Jones didn't have a sprained ankle all season long, do you think the Patriots would be three and four? No, this is really specific, though. If Mike Evans catches that pass... Well, certainly they have a seven, touchdown in the game. Seven it's 7 nothing. It's, it's there now, they're rolling. The confidence is there. It's not like, oh man, the sky isn't falling. But he it's, dropped the pass, didn't he? But I'm just asking you a question. Of course. Things okay. could have been different. Of I, course, if he goes deep tonight and somehow takes the top of the Ravens defense off tonight and it's 7 nothing right off the bat, but there's still... Three and three thirds of three quarters of a game to go, and they they haven't been able to put a damn thing together. And here come the Ravens tonight, and they they as we know have considerable talent to push pressure up the middle on Tom Brady, stop the run on the way to Brady. And Lamar Jackson hasn't put something together since what the first. Half first three quarters of that loss against Miami, when he put a, put together a game where had the Ravens finished that game, had the Ravens finished that game with a win back in week two, they'd have been two and zero, oh, and we wouldn't talk about him as a a, a uh, an MVP quarterback. Sure, he's the only quarterback to have beaten Buffalo this year. I get it. Game against Cincinnati, Justin Tucker went split the uprights right at the buzzer. They lost in against the Giants. They needed to hold on for dear life against Cleveland. Uh, Ravens also have something that they need to put together in a division 
that Cincinnati is now surging in. And the week finishes up with Cincinnati and Cleveland, as we talked about with yesterday's first guest, Joe Burrow. I'm genuinely nervous for the Bucks tonight. Good news for them, though, is their division is not anything to write home about. That even if Atlanta does beat Carolina this week and does emerge from week eight a game in front of the Bucks because the Bucks are three and five and Brady's two games under 500 for the first time, uh, they, could st- they could easily win the division and host a playoff game and somehow, someway put something together to go on some magical run for Brady. But tonight will be all about Brady and my apologies on behalf of everyone on Prime Video in advance to everybody in Baltimore. There will be times tonight if you do watch their pregame show, and I don't have their rundown, and I'm sure they do have things in it to balance out the coverage. But Ravens fans, you will be sitting around tonight wondering, is there a second team in this game? <laughs> We're talking about Tom Brady at 3-4. and four. We're talking about Tom Brady potentially being what he's never been in the NFL, which is two games under 500, quarterbacking a team from start to finish. It's never happened. And the defense got punked by Dante Foreman and by Chuba Hubbard. Now Chuba. here comes Gus Edwards, healthy, and Lamar Jackson Lamar. coming at you. And the Drake. And and the Drake, don't forget the the love, Drake Hotel, which Drake. is definitely part of the Mission Impossible uh, movie. <laughs> nice, but I know seriously, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Kenny Drake can put his stamp man. on yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very concerned about the Bucks this evening, and um, uh, I'm I'm leaning towards taking the Ravens in this one tonight. They're the better football team, even if Mark know, Andrews doesn't play. Don't you feel like Tom's going to pull us out somehow? And that's why you came on. Uh, well, you came on the set today, and you're like. What what you you there's told me what's weird, going on with yeah, the Bucks? Yeah, there's a weird line movement. So this game opened and the Ravens were a point, point and a half, depending on you know wherever, and now the Bucks are two point favorites. Like and that is really strange. If I had to peg in on anything, you know, I don't have uh, my head in the game on that front or know how it operates. But if I had to guess, it's basically what I just said. Yeah, you you're just. Banking on the fact that Brady's not going to lose this game because he's never been two games under 500 as a quarterback. I also ever has he ever lost three in a row? I think he has. Okay, I need to look that up. Yeah, yeah. but I think that's something out there. It's if, possible if he it's hasn't. Nev- if it's either. never, it's only like once. So it's yeah, that's you know, something's got to give. It has to be. Give. It has to be in one of those. Uh, maybe it could be in that that O two Patriot season where they yeah, did that was not. Kind of the only. They didn't follow up strong. Yeah. I'll check. So lots to discuss today, certainly with that trade, the Eagles being aggressive. Getting Robert that. Quinn for this 6-0 and team coming off a of bye week, taking on the Steelers. So I've got a couple of cents on that subject matter. And if you didn't see it, we'll play the soundbite of Roquan Smith of the Bears being told Robert Quinn has been traded away while he's on the podium, he found out, and couldn't keep it together. That's a remarkable moment. We'll play that. Bill Belichick has chimed in on the health of Mac Jones today. I'm just seeing the He said he wanted to see what happened yesterday. Can't wait. I mean, God bless Belichick for somebody who doesn't apparently – 
has the MO of not wanting to talk to the media. He talked to the media on Monday night. He talked to the media yesterday morning, and he he spoke again today. He is available, man. Yeah. And so, I I I proper to say this this does reek of a uh, of a Bill Belichick press conference moment. We'll see if we can put that all together for you. Oh, we're already on it. Fantastic. Thank you, Mr. Hoskins. Great. Uh, Rich, Rich Tom Brady lost four yeah. in a row in two thousand two. Yeah. There you go. One. Yeah. One time. But even then, he wasn't two games under five hundred. No, because they started the season three and zero. Unreal, right? And then they lost the next four. <laughs> even then. Yeah. Never so again. that was the last time he was three and four was two thousand two, and then they won yeah. the next game. And he's never been two games under five hundred. That's insane. Didn't man. happen to Michigan either. <laughs> I love the way you always throw that in. Oh, there. dude, I am so psyched for this weekend. You have no idea. Oh, we have an idea because oh, you, know, you told us. Oh, yeah, Rich, maybe. that line's moving too. Uh-oh. Well, let's we'll talk about it because I got Tyler Lockett, <laughs> and then I've got uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke yesterday. I mean, basically, it it is a new thing. He speaks to Pat Tuesday, and then he speaks to everyone else about what he told Pat Tuesday. (laughs) That's the new cycle. That is. So uh, we'll take a break. Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Can't wait to chat with the wide receiver of the NFC West leading Seattle Seahawks. It's not Cooper Cup. It's not Debo Samuel. It's Tyler Lockett. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential folks to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail. Each one of these Sprinter vans I've been telling you about all season long has been built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road, take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions, reawaken that spirit adventure, and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. When you own a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you live, work, and play out your dreams. No matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you, you have 16 body types to choose from. You can choose between a gas or a diesel engine, and you can customize it in thousands of ways. A Sprinter van is so capable and versatile, it'll help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. And joining us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is is a... Wide receiver of the division leader in the NFC West. Not talking about DeAndre Hopkins. No. Not talking about Debo Samuel. No. Not talking about Cooper Cup. No. Talking about Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Joining me right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Tyler? No, I'm pretty good. How are you doing? You've been in the league for eight years now? <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem like it. Wow. You're an OG. <laughs> 
Yeah, something like that. You are. <laughs> Certainly compared to some of your new teammates. No question about yeah. it. Yeah, I still feel like I look the youngest, but, but but when it comes to the age, I'm definitely one of the oldest. So what is your role, do you feel, uh, in the locker room on this team, Tyler? I mean, I think the biggest thing when it comes to my role is just making sure that everybody's on the same page, being able to keep everything balanced, not getting too high, not getting too low, but just being able to stay steadfast like through everything. Okay, and what did you know about Geno Smith in this offense that the rest of the league has learned over the first seven-plus weeks of the season? Uh, well, well, I mean, I thought Geno uh, was really good for what it was that, um, that we were trying to be able to accomplish. I think that, I think that when Geno came in, like, we've seen the tools that he has. We've seen what he could be able to do. And, you know, I just think that the things that Geno and Shane have talked about, the things that they've been trying to build, to get, like, build up, I think it's really helped us as an offense, and I think it's something that um, everybody's able to see. Geno's done a great job just building that chemistry with each and every one of us at receiver, kind of talking to us about how he sees things out there on the field, how him and Shane are trying to um, attack defenses each and every week. And so all that stuff is just playing into um, all of Geno's strengths, and I think it's really helping us out as a team. And, you know, he's been leading us to victory. I like to pull on that string a little bit more. What do you mean he's talking to you and the rest of the receiving core about his vision and what the vision is? You mentioned Shane. Shane Waldron's the offensive coordinator in his second year there in Seattle. What, what do you mean? G- give, me, give me an example of those conversations, if you don't mind. Well, I'm, I mean, a lot of it is just breaking down defenses, understanding, understanding how we want to attack defenses, but not only that, but how we want to attack certain players making sure we're on the same page when it comes to how to run certain routes against certain players, understanding how those players are going to be able to attack us, understanding like the routes that we might like to run against um, the corners or the, or the throws that Gino might want to be able to throw against the corners and understanding that, you know, no matter who's out there, we're still going to attack each and every person the same based off of the plan that we build each and every week. So um, it's it, it's a more of a week to week thing, is what you're saying, not some sort of philosophical sit down conversation. Is what you're saying? Yeah, with him. Yeah, everything is more so week to week. But um, you know, but I mean, the biggest thing that you know, Gino has really helped us with just this year, um, with just our philosophy and everything we're trying to accomplish, is being able to get those third downs. Like the more and more we're able to get those third downs, the more and more plays we can be able to run. Like the first two or three games, I think we averaged about 47 plays which was last in the NFL. And the last couple of games, man, we've been able to run uh, a whole lot of plays. And so when we can stay on the field as an offense, we can run the ball, we can do play actions, we can throw the ball. There's a lot of different things that we can do, and I think we're showing a lot of variety in our offense, which is definitely what I think that um, Shane and Gino wanted to be able to do this year. Yeah, and I had Gino on before week one, uh, Tyler Lockett, and he said, don't call this a comeback story, is what he said. Don't call it a comeback story. He says, I've been just fine, and I've got an opportunity here, and I plan to take it. That's what he said. Is that what he said to you guys, too, prior to the season? Uh, no, he didn't have to say that to us because we knew what Gino could do. I mean, you know, it was mostly a lot of people on the outside who didn't know what Gino could be able to do. But um, even when Gino played in those three games last year, like everybody saw what um, he was able to do, and we were able to build that chemistry with Gino. Um, you know, early on when Gino wasn't the starter, I mean, a lot of times we never get a chance to go with him or throw with him. And so just during that three-and-a-half game span, like we, we learned how to build chemistry with him. 
We learned how to talk more football with them. Like, you know, we got to build a lot of that stuff that not too many players get to build with quarterbacks who are, um, you know, backing up a superstar. And so when we had that opportunity to first learn how to play with Geno, it took us some time. But, you know, after we were able to kind of talk with him and learn how to play with each other, then um, going into this game when they named him the starter, I mean, it became a lot more easier because there was familiar. we were very familiar mm-hmm. with everything that was going on because we got to play with him a little bit last year. Tyler Lockett, eighth year in the NFL for the 4-3 and three NFC West leading Seattle Seahawks here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I'm a Michigan Wolverine, Tyler, so I know and knew coming into the season what Kenneth Walker the third can do running the football. Uh, I think he just scored his 19th touchdown against Michigan from that game last year while he was running for 180-plus yards for your team this this uh, past week. What have you seen out of the rookie that makes you think that he's got the lasting power that I believe he has, but I just want to give you the floor on it? Man, I, I just think the dude is an amazing star. Um, you know, definitely a star in the making. I think the biggest thing is just opportunities. And now that he's gotten a chance to showcase his opportunities, I mean, he has to stop and start. He's patient. He has the burst. He has the speed. He has everything that you want when looking at a player. And when you understand, like, the things that you want, I mean, shoot, it's not hard to be able to get him the ball and put him in positions to be able to make plays. You know, we gave him a jet sweep. He he ran around the whole entire field doing whatever he wanted. You know, we, we're starting to hand him the ball off in the backfield. He's making big-time plays, giving us chances to be able to win games or close games out. And so, I mean, I think he's going to be an amazing player, man. And and then you got Tariq Woolen um, out of uh, UT San Antonio, fifth round choice, uh, leading uh, as a rookie on defense. I mean, you've been around this team for quite some time, Tyler, and you know what uh, what it looks like to have a championship quality team and certainly a division winning team. You think you have one on your hands now? What do you think? I definitely do. I think. I mean, we we knew that when we first started. You know, and, and that's the biggest thing is that you keep everything in-house. You try to focus on what's in-house. You try to build on what's in-house. And you try to build each other up and continue to get better in-house. Everybody on the outside has their own opinions. But, you know, each week things change. You know, they, they were talking bad about us at the beginning of the season. Now everybody's starting to open up their eyes and talk good about us. But, I mean, we already knew that we had a great team. When you look at Tariq and everything that he's done, I mean, he's a rookie coming in, and he's playing as if he's a vet, making big-time plays, allowing us to be able to um, to keep their offenses off the field and allow us to be able to stay on the field. He, he's been being up a lot of guys, like, same with Kobe Bryant. Like, mm. we, we have a lot of rookies that want to play this game. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's hard when you come into the league as a rookie because – so many people get distracted by the lifestyle and the money and, and everything that comes with it. But man, we got rookies that, that are grinding day in and day out. We got rookies that know time management. We got rookies that are putting in the work, that want to get better, that want to learn the game. And, and I mean, like, it just, you could just tell that, that, that they're pretty balanced in, in what they're trying to do on and off the field. Man, are you the longest tenure Seahawk? I'm doing it in my head right here. Now at Russ is in Denver and Bobby Wagner's down here in Los Angeles. Has there been any, anybody else on the team that's been there as long as you, Tyler? Nope, I'm the longest tenured person. 
Pete, I guess, otherwise. So I guess you might be carrying the mantle for Pete Carroll. I mean, how, how much has he set this stage here? You said you knew it all along during the, the, the summer. I'll be honest with you. Nobody else is talking about it. Nobody. You're right. And, and, and we're, 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 I, I'm one of them, too. I needed to see it to believe it. And now I'm believing it. I'm seeing it. Uh, how much has Pete been banging the drum that you guys have been playing it out? Well, I mean, I didn't really think Pete had to say much to us as a team because, right. you know, when we came here in OTAs, like, we seen what we had. We saw that we were the most um, explosive team, and we saw that how fast players were. You beat players in routes, and players are able to recover. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's stuff like that, that that is just something that you're born with. Athleticism, height, talent, you know, all that type of stuff. But when you add in structure – and you add in IQ, and you add in the knowledge of the game, and you have vets who are able to kind of like teach the system just like the coaches are trying to teach the system, then a lot of it is you don't get caught up in wins and losses. You get caught up in let's just build uh, a solid rock every time we lay the foundation. So even when you lose, you're just learning from how you lost and learning how to be able to get better because teams are just trying to attack you the same way that you got beat on defense. Mm. You know what I mean? And so it's like instead of being able to point the finger, instead of being able to get mad at each other or whatever, we just continue to keep building, continue to keep trying to lay the foundation and just understanding that whatever happens, happens. But, you know – that's really what it is over here on this side. And in terms of being overlooked and 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 showing the world what you knew you had, I mean, your opponent this week uh, can look at you and say, "Tell me about it." Right? I mean, here come the Giants. Nobody saw that one coming either. This is the uh, the six and one Giants against the NFC West leading Seahawks right here. I mean, uh, I, I, what a game, Tyler. I mean, you never you could who to thunk it to use Pete's phrase as he said at, on his podium last week about you being in yeah. first. Well, you know, where the thing is, it's the NFL and anything can happen yeah. at any given time. But, you know, also, like, a lot of people on the outside don't understand, like, um, you know, it's really important to be, be in a system that um, a group of guys can be able to understand and a group of guys can be able to play in. And when you have people that are able to learn, like, you know, we got new guys coming on our team and they're able to learn and they're able to adapt and they're able to um, to listen and that's the biggest thing for us is that we don't want to we don't want to be too big, you know, big headed to where we're not listening to coaching or we're not listening to hmm. what our teammates are trying to say. We're trying to be able to help each other because we know that okay, like in order for DK to be great at times, we as receivers have to do our part when it comes to our route running. In order for me to be great, they have to do their part. Like in order for the running backs to be great, the receivers got to make sure they're blocking. Like so. Everybody has a role each and every play that we have to be able to accomplish. And so the biggest thing is just all of us making sure we're not too big for our role, you know. And so that's the things that are helping us out because the more and more that we um, continue to be great in our role, like, man, you're seeing tight ends having a chance to get the ball and make some plays. You're seeing people get put in different positions. Like, we're, our offense is, 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 is so cool because it's, it's variety. And so it's, it's just something that, you know, I think that we're learning and we're getting better at it each and every week. And, you know, regardless of when we play Detroit, even though we scored a lot of points, mm-hmm. we're trying to figure out how can we get better? How can we be able to build? Like, it's not one of those, hey, man, y'all had a great game. You know, it's like, okay, how can we be able to get better? I know we scored three points here and we'll take points, but now we lost this game versus the Saints because we took three points 
how can we build and just turn that into a touchdown without trying to get greedy? You know, so the biggest thing that I keep going back to is just being able to lay that foundation. And when you're able to do that, you're able to have a safe place to be able to have those conversations, to talk, and be able to get better. Well, before I let you go, Tyler Lockett, um, I know he's not your teammate anymore, but do you do you stay in touch with Russ at all, Tyler? Yeah, I talk to I get yeah I talk to Russ here and there because he's definitely going through it right now. I mean, there there's the, the criticism is very loud, and there's a lot of personal stuff that's getting thrown in the direction that he's. Um, you know, not uh, a genuine or his commercials and makes it uh, seem like he's more focused on just winning. I'm wondering what you what you have to say, but just the national conversation that's been around Russ the last several weeks. Tyler. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people have said, you know, a lot of things and, you know, everybody has their own opinion and stuff like that. You know, for me, um, Russ is my brother. You know, he's been like one of my big brothers ever since I got here. Uh, got the chance to be able to go to his wedding, you know, as a rookie and stuff. And so um, he's always been like a big brother to me. So, you know, me and him stay in contact. We stay in touch. Uh, we get to talk, you know, all that different type of stuff. Just because we're not on the same team doesn't mean that our relationship has to end. You know what I mean? Like that's the biggest thing just with being in the league is you you come and go. You never know how long your time is. But, you know, it's the friendships and the people it's those relationships that last forever and last a lifetime. And so, you know, like, that's my brother. And so, you know, that's always going to be able to be my brother. So, you know, I wish nothing but the best for him. And just, um, you know, for me, I keep talking to him and all that. Well, good luck against the Giants. It's been a – it always is a pleasure having you on, Tyler. Uh, Just listening to you talk and your passion for the sport, for your teammates, for for life. It really is always – I always hang up the phone saying, man, I, I, I need to talk more with him, and I always appreciate you calling the program. Tyler, thank you for calling. No problem. Thanks for having me. You got it. You know, I'm going to be calling your game in Germany uh, on NFL Network. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. We're going to – so um, I'll, you know, I'll check you out. We're, we're going to Germany together. It's going to be a heck of an experience. It's going to be amazing. I look forward to that. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it too, man. Okay. Yeah, we'll share some pretzel bread at halftime. I know Pete might not appreciate that, but we'll do that. That's my that's my way of handling halftime. But uh, I look forward to it, Tyler. Good luck against the Giants, and I'll see you a couple weeks in Europe. All right, have a good one. You got it. Right back at you. That's Tyler Lockett of the NFC West leading Seahawks here on the Rich Eisen Show. So a couple things from that. Tyler Lockett is just such a good dude, you know, good dude. And he's the most tenured Seahawk. How about that? He's now the OG there. Now that Bobby Wagner's here and Russell Wilson is at the Harrow School on a limited basis practicing for the two and five Broncos. He's there, you're here. And uh, how about this one too? Can Pete Carroll coach or can Pete Carroll coach? Can Pete Carroll coach or can he coach? The guy can coach. Tell me about it. Come on. I see your reaction to it. Um, you got to give it up. You have to. Give it up. I know there's still a marathon left to They've run. had some good drafts. Recently. I know. Uh, so John Schneider can pick. Yeah, John Schneider's and Pete a really can good, coach. He's a really good Whatever GM. Whatever he is selling, they're buying. In the way, uh, uh, hold on a second. Let's talk it out real quick. In the same way, people believe whatever Russ is selling, 
people are like, really? I need to buy that runner pass. Right. I need to sit here and, and and figure out what runner pass is. Oh, really? You're really doing you're really doing you know like knee lifts. You don't oh you don't get uh, jet lag. Jet lag. Oh, oh no. really? Oh, okay. Addition by really? subtraction of Seattle oh, this oh. year, right? But the but the same thing's been ascribed to Pete that that when he when he sells. What, it's just be, because the the uh, draft picks are, are are good enough. You know what I mean? You got to he what he's selling. They're buying. Oh yeah, Let's keep selling Gino, um, Pete. Keep selling Gino and Drew Locke because you traded away Russell Wilson because you couldn't figure out how to let him cook. Even though nine years worth of I'm caping for Pete now. Man. I know you are. <laughs> yeah, but, I know but you it's are. the truth though. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you you just heard it. Hey, we saw how quick we were. We saw how young and talented we were. We see what Gino can do. We believe in it. Oh, okay, Pete. Yeah, always compete. I get it. Yeah, you're. You, you needed to sell yourself to ownership after uh, after last year. Everyone is on his last legs. Ah, he can coach, man. And I'll tell you this: he beats the Giants this week. Okay, let's just say he beats the Giants this week. Then does he have a leg up on? And I know he plays in the Pacific Northwest, and it's an East Coast bias. Uh, uh, over Dayball for Coach of the Year? Damn straight. When it all comes down to it. If they, he wins the division? If they win the division. He's got to win the division. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pointing it out. He can coach. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of which. There's been another trade to talk about involving an NFC East team. One was the Eagles acquiring somebody. The Cowboys acquired Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders. Yeah, man. The Giants keeping up pace by trading someone away. Why the wide receivers oh, on the block, guys? Yeah, that's coming this? up. That's Chris? coming up. And Aaron Rodgers, day after explanation of what he tells Pat McAfee. That's the latest Right here on the Rich Eisen Show and 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. When one team trades another player who is young and really, you know, um, talented, but not at all reaching potential. And that team um, 
can't get him on the field for some reason, and he gets on the field and he flashes, and then he doesn't do anything, and then he's hurt. And then that team says, we're done, and trades him to another team. He goes from, yeah, I mean, who's can unlock this potential? And then he goes to a certain team, and he's just like, uh-oh, look out what he can do there. Oh, they must see something. Now, in past years, it would be because the Giants trade that guy away. You'd think the Giants just don't know what the hell they're doing. But they absolutely know what they're doing now. You know, Joe Shane is their new GM there. He knows what he's doing. Brian Dayball is the coach of the year front runner right now entering week eight. And Kadarius Toney was the first round draft choice of the Giants in 2021. And um, he showed when he was on the field last year, he showed like Beckham type flash. Like game-changing type yeah. flash. He had it? a game against, I think, the Cowboys last year that was incredible, and then he got hurt against the Rams the next week, and then the thing was a wrap. He just got traded to the Chiefs mm. for a third-round compensatory pick. That that ain't a bad pick. That's a late. That's a late Friday night draft choice, and a twenty twenty-three six-rounder, and the Chiefs are on a bye. And that's just a yet another speedy, game-changing type wide receiver if they can unlock whatever the hell's going on with Tony. Healthy. I mean, he's been out with a hamstring all year. He's I don't know what it is because you you would think the last thing the Giants, even at 6-1, and one, should, be able, should be doing is trading away talented young wide receivers. Uh, honestly. Because Daniel Jones, God bless him, he's the offensive player of the week for the NFC and – you got Saquon and then a whole bunch of guys that aren't on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. But it's working. And I guess Tony is going to be healthy enough to get Tony. He's going to be healthy enough to get out there for the Chiefs and the Chiefs come back from a bye. And then and then watch out. Let's see let's see him suddenly catch touchdowns. Make make some game-breaking plays for the for the Chiefs when they're home against the Titans on a Sunday night when they come back from their bye in week 9. So let's close the book now, if you will, on, um, well, the book was, I guess, already closed by this year's draft on Dave Gettleman's draft choices, first round draft choices. All gone, right? No, they're not. No, no, no. You got Saquon. You got Daniel oh, Jones. Right. They, they still have Dexter Lawrence on defense. DeAndre Baker was another guy from the Giants, first rounder, wound up on the Chiefs, but he had trouble with the law. He's out of the, of the league right now. Where he was involved, I shouldn't speak so generally. Um, he was on he was on front pages instead of back pages on, on occasion. Andrew Thomas on the line from Georgia, and then there's Kadarius Tony. See ya. Daniel Jones is playing really well this year, so I know we'll see what goes on. You know, not making they mistakes. got the right guy. They got the right guy coaching him. But that's a fascinating trade right there because the last thing again you'd think the Giants should. Figure, figure out how to get this guy on the field, and they must have been like, we're done. Just let, That's it. Just go. Just go. Yeah. We've got our own thing going on here, and, and, and the, the guys in the room are doing it. And now all eyes are going to be like this, turning right to Kenny Galladay and say, what, what do we got? Yeah. Let's go, bro. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you might be looking right back at him saying, all right, let's go. Let's go. That's right. Oh wait a minute. There's a new there's a new there's a new uh, uh cadence in the NFL week oh, yeah. to week in the in the media. Oh yeah. It's a new cadence. Aaron Rodgers shows up on Pat McAfee's show Tuesday and then on Wednesday explains to the media what he said to Pat McAfee on Tuesday. <laughs> That's the new thing. Have you noticed that is really a That's thing? That's the new thing. 
Almost like he's Aaron, his own translator. Aaron, Aaron <laughs> says what he, what, what, what's on his mind to Pat, and then on Wednesday says to the media that's asked follow-up questions, you know, yeah, I said it. That's basically what it is. Right. And so the yeah, I said it is him saying that there's a whole bunch of mistakes being made on the team. I mean, 20% of the snaps is a lot of mistakes. And, of course, people view it like Aaron's taking no accountability. He's... He's saying, I'm, you know, I'm, I need to play better too. But when he says that there's 20% of the players making mistakes and some of these guys are still out there and maybe the guys should be sat and the guys who aren't playing should get the reps now, you're looking at the coach and saying, well, are you coaching the guys up or not? And this is a week after he said we need to simplify things. But he said that to the media after the loss last week against Washington. But he... Is either call is he calling out the coach or calling out the GM or calling out the players? Yeah, everybody's getting called out. <laughs> so he was standing in front of his locker, and first item up for bids was the comment about you know um, not getting enough snaps mistake free. With uh, you know, with our guys, there is there's accountability. Um, you know, Sammy was on a pitch count, obviously, last week, so we couldn't get more plays out of him. But, um, you know, we'd like to get Sammy back, though. Hopefully Christian can play this week. Um, but they're just, when you're struggling on offense, you got to look at everything and the details. Um, when there's just, you know, there's been too many, uh, you know, what seem like simple uh, mental errors. And, you know, I'm not a robot up here, so... I think people in this uh, society have a hard time hearing the truth sometimes. So uh, I'm going to hold guys accountable. Matt's going to hold guys accountable. Brable's going to hold guys accountable. JD's going to hold guys accountable. Ben's going to hold guys accountable. Steno and Buckets going to hold guys accountable. And we need guys to to focus in on the mental part of this. There you go. Hmm. There's two things. One He's absolutely telling the truth that everybody needs to hear. And two, when he says what he's saying, and he said after later on in the in the conversation with the media that nobody's come up to him and said, you shouldn't be saying this stuff. Well, if he's calling out guys, first and second year players, they're not going to go up to Aaron Rodgers and say, what gives? They're not going to go chest to chest with the goat. WTF, bro. I don't know, but he knows his locker room better than we do. That's for damn sure. True. I've never even been inside that. And again, it's just the the whole concept of where he opens it up to society as a whole can't tell the truth. It's just there are, again, in society, truths and facts. And people suddenly think that their facts are the truth when the truth is the truth and facts are facts. And, you know, if you want to talk about society as a large. okay, different sets of truths and facts have arrived in this country and their misinformation is everywhere and your information is your information, and your information is your information. So if you really want to have a larger conversation, we can. But I don't know if this is indicative of society or not. Put it all together, Packers need to win a football game, and the problem is they got a very difficult uphill climb this very week. They need to win a football game. And if I may please do. dare to add my two cents on the all-22 front... I have three words for the Packers and their offense. Run the football. Mm -hmm. This may be a problem this week, too, against the Bills. Run it.
You got A.J. Dillon, quads, you got your own quadzilla, and you got Aaron Jones. Sometimes they just disappear. Third one, fourth and one. Roll A.J. Dillon downhill and see if he can hit the pocket and all the pins go flying. Now the business decisions Let's get made when that big game's rolling. Let's right. see it. Mm-hmm. Let's see it and keep doing it and doing it and doing it until you do it and do it and doing it well. How about that? All right, hello, Cool J. I represent Queens. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that's my opinion on the Packers offense. That's all so simple. That could be what Aaron's talking about, too. He knows his locker room more than all of us. And maybe he said just enough's enough and tell these kids it's time to wake up. He's mad as hell he's not going to take it anymore. But the whole idea is just, you know, again, you look at it and you're like, man, he knows the locker room. He could be telling the truth. Other thing is, like, he's not holding himself nearly as accountable in front of the media. Maybe he's doing it behind the scenes. Maybe. And the other way of looking at it is, like, what kid's going to go up to Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, man, what you said on McAfee is just totally out of bounds. You know, you got something to say to me, say it on my face. Maybe he's doing that, too. I would hope some guys are doing that, but it... I don't know. Maybe it's not necessary because maybe maybe he's right. Maybe he is seeing all those mistakes. And maybe they aren't being held accountable. And he's right. Maybe the coaches are holding everyone accountable. It's just the shot at society is the sort of stuff that, you know, I I, I don't need to hear. Well, it's just Aaron's thing, you know. I mean, he thinks he's smarter than everyone. But the Packers need a dub. Well, it ain't coming this week. I don't know about that. Come on, dude. I, I believe I'm choosing the Bills on game day morning. I'll yeah, tell you that. I mean, they're two touchdown underdogs for a reason. Who the hell knows, man? Maybe they take my advice. Roll A.J. Dillon downhill. How are they going to stop Josh Allen? They couldn't stop Taylor Heineke. I don't know. I don't know. They've got the horses up front to do it. They can't do it. It is possible. It's kind of like what I said when I picked my seventh team. You don't want to bet against Rodgers, right, Rich? Uh, of you course just not. You can't bet against Dude, dude. the guy, Man, I, like, I don't see DeMille's scales diminished, but you heard what Kurt Warner said. Everyone's a little bit off. That makes him a little bit off. They got to be on soon. Jeff Passan coming up. <laughs> 